What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Coach Leah. I just wanted to take a moment to thank you for tuning into this episode, and I hope you're enjoying the show. I wanted to create a place where women could come together to connect and to inspire, encourage, and support one another. I'm proud to announce that we've created a community where we can do just that. The Locker Room with Coach Leah is a place of preparation where we get you ready for the big game of life. We talk about the real issues we face and empower one another to support our loved ones through PTSD without losing ourselves in the process. You'll find encouraging messages, helpful tools and resources, and have access to upcoming events, group challenges, and masterclasses. You can also let your voice be heard on the podcast after show page where we discuss the episode topic and you can give your opinion, ask a question, share your story or give us future show ideas. We want to hear from you. There is power in community. We have a wealth of knowledge as we share our experiences and use them to build each other up. So after you like and subscribe to the podcast, be sure to click the link in the show notes and join the locker room to be encouraged, be empowered, and be blessed. Peace, y'all. Have you checked out the PTSD Wives Handbook? This book is for the wife whose spouse has survived trauma and is now navigating through mood swings, flashbacks, and mishandled emotions. PTSD can create a toxic home environment and cause a divide in the closest and most meaningful relationships. As a caretaker, the PTSD wife is finding herself at the receiving end of anger, aggression, and constant negativity. This can create a personal, mental, and spiritual health crisis for her. In this book, Coach Leah uncovers the hidden wounds of trauma and the effects that it can have on your relationship. Based on biblical principles, she teaches you the tools and resources that are needed to handle stressful situations and to seek help from the Lord and foster a deeper relationship with Him. By reading this book and putting the principles into action, you're going to learn how to take control of your life and grab hold of the power that lies within. Grab your copy of the PTSD Wives Handbook today by clicking the link in the show notes. Now, back to the show. Are you supporting a spouse in leadership position? I got a lot to say. Come on in. Let's talk about it. My name is Leah Huggins. I'm a wife, a mother, and a proud U.S. Navy veteran. After two tours to Iraq, my husband was diagnosed with PTSD. My world spiraled out of control as fear, anxiety, doubt, and depression took over. I gave my life to Christ, took on a new mindset, and let go of the negativity of my past. I now help wives to find healing, encouragement, and strategy to overcome the effects of PTSD on their daily lives and in their marriage. So come on in and let's talk about it. Welcome to Marriage, Motherhood, and PTSD. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Marriage, Motherhood, and PTSD. This is the place where we empower women to support their spouse through PTSD without losing themselves in the process. I'm your host, Coach Leah, and I'm so glad that you joined us today. You guys, we are in for a treat today, okay? We are talking about supporting a spouse that is in a leadership position. And this is the spouse that, yes, they're king of the house, but also they're in charge and leading the way out in the world. My guest today is the perfect person to talk with about this subject. She's a wife. She's a mother. She's a teacher. She's an entrepreneur. 
She wears many hats and titles, including that of first lady and co-pastor of AIM Impact Ministries in Mobile, Alabama. And that's the church that she leads with her husband. She is one of the best worship leaders that I have ever experienced. And from the moment that I met her years ago, I quickly learned that to be around her is to be loved. We are so blessed to have her on the show. You want to help me welcome to the show First Lady Julia Porter. Yay! <laughs> welcome, Thank you first. so much. Yes, thank ma'am. you so much. <laughs> thank you so yes. much for joining us today. I'm so happy to have you on here. I couldn't wait to get you on here. <laughs> thank you for having me. I appreciate the invitation. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So if you will, please give a brief introduction. Uh, tell the people a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what you do, things like that. Well, you just about said it all. Uh, yes, ma'am. But I, I am Julia Porter and a uh, grateful wife of Apostle Jerry Porter, uh, we've been married for a little over 35 years. We have six children, ages ranging. My son, my oldest son's birthday is today. Oh. He's 35 today. And my youngest uh, is 14. So basically had babies for about 20 years. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. What a beautiful life. Beautiful life. Awesome. And I love the Lord. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I love the Lord. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Yes, ma'am. So as you mentioned, you are married to the Apostle Jerry Porter Sr., um, who is an amazing man of God, and he's an awesome it preacher is. and teacher. Um, now, I got to so tell you, I have never heard anybody read the word <laughs> the way that he does. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. He was uh, preaching at our church. We were having uh, something and he came and he gave the word at the church and he was reading um, the scripture. I believe it was from Proverbs. And he was talking about um, basically, well, the scripture was talking about not giving into temptation and yeah. the scripture personified temptation as a woman. And basically, you know, she was trying to seduce the young man to get him to give in to her. Yeah. And, you know, it, it was the way that he read <laughs> the scripture. <laughs> like I had he never would draw you in. Yeah. <laughs> and the mm -hmm. way he read it, it felt like I was watching a movie, you know, like I could see exactly. everything playing out. And when he did, I said, <laughs> is this in the Bible? Let me go find this. And I, I couldn't agree more with you. He really does. And I he's really uh, a lover of, of scripture, yes. but of words, period. Yes. He, one of his favorite things to do. I think he has this app on his phone where he learn a new word daily. So it really he's really a person given to words. And and uh, it, it, I agree with what you said. It he happens all the time. Yes. Yeah. He really brings life. Same thing. <laughs> Yeah, he he really brought light to that scripture. Absolutely. Yes. He's mm -hmm. an amazing. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> so can you tell me a little bit about your love story, how you all met and how you came to be this amazing couple we see today? Oh my gosh. Well, yes. So, um it was it was um, 35 plus years ago, of and course. Yeah. <laughs> we got married in 88. Yeah. And um he came in the church in 86, mm -hmm. uh, very broken young man. His mother had just passed mm. and he was just, you know, trying to find his way, young, young man. Yeah. And um, we started talking. Well, first of all, there were not a lot of young people in our church. Mm. Very small group. Um, and 
he, he, we exchanged numbers some kind of way, but literally, and it's so corny, but funny. My children always jank me about it, but we would really talk about the scripture. Yeah. Um, literally to the sun came up. He wow. he worked a job where he was off on Wednesdays and Thursdays. Yeah. And Wednesday night, he'd come to Bible study. And after church, you know, we would get on the phone and we'd talk to date right, literally. Wow. And it was a beautiful thing, right? Mm-hmm. So somewhere along the way, uh, he said, um, he told me about a dream he had. Mm-hmm. And he said, the Lord showed me that you were going to be my wife. Well, I got silent because I felt like, first of all, being the pastor's daughter, I think I made a comment that if I had a dollar for every time somebody told me that, <laughs> you know, yeah. I could buy something really expensive. I don't right. know who it was, but it really, because I felt like, man, you're ruining it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we, we're good. Let's just stay here. You know, yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't interested to be, right. to say the least. I wasn't on that page at all. Yeah. And, um, and I just thought, dang, why, you know, but long story short, uh, he, um, he knew that it was, I guess, offensive, not mad, but just yeah. like, why are you messing it up? Like, yeah. <laughs> and so he, it's a scripture in the Bible. I have never um, learned as long as I've told this story, I always say, I'm going to go look the scripture up. Yeah. But as many times I've told it, I've never just found it. I've happened on it before, but there's a scripture in the Bible where I believe Paul was speaking to uh, some saints about something. And he said, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. It's something yeah. like that. Right. Yeah. And uh, he, yeah. Word man quoted that scripture to me and I thought, oh, that's so corny. But anyway, <laughs> anyway you asked for an amazing story because it really is. Yeah. So one evening, uh, just like before, like once we got past that, that crazy place, it that was, he didn't say anything else about it. Yeah. And we just continued to go back to what we were doing, like just talking about the scripture. Right. And um, this particular morning, it was day breaking. That's it. That's really. And he still has that pattern to this day. Mm-hmm. He's a night owl. Oh. And uh, <clears throat> so it was it was it was coming day break and he hadn't said anything for a while. Yeah. And he just said, um, I know you don't like to hear me say it, but I know what God showed me. Mm. And then you could hear crickets because yeah. it went back to that mute, mute right. point. And. And he was like, well, I'm going to let you go. And I still didn't really say anything. And he said, all right, bye. Nothing. I <laughs> <laughs> that you asked me this. I wish yeah. you would me. Oh, I'm but sorry. Anyway, <laughs> but anyway, hung up the phone. And I said these words, Leah. Yeah. I said, God, either put something in my heart for this guy yeah. or give me the audacity to tell him where to get off at. I don't want to keep going through this. Right. And be careful, little mouth, what you say Uh is a real statement from this girl. Right. Because I was laying across the bed and I, and I was literally, I was looking out the window and there was a morning dove that always came on. uh, We had a clothesline Uh outside my window. Yeah. Uh, And so I was sitting there and the morning dove was right there on the thing. And I, felt like this hand go into my chest wow and come out yeah 
And then I felt this hand go back into my chest Hmm. and come out. Hmm. And then I heard the voice. And he said, now tell him, call him and tell him that you've decided to obey God. Not I'll be your girlfriend, not you can date. Just tell him you've decided to obey God, my God. Wow. (laughs) You know, I was like, had this crazy feeling, right? Because. I've never been one to just deliberately disobey God. Right. And it was just a straight command yeah. to call him and tell him you decided to obey God. Yeah. Leah, I could you not. I picked up the phone. Now, this was just in minutes of us hanging up. Yeah. I picked up the phone and dialed him. And he answered the phone and I could tell he had been crying. Wow. And uh, he answered the phone and uh, I said... He said, hello. And uh, I just was like, um, uh, <laughs> I couldn't seem to make myself get it out. <laughs> Guess what he said? Oh, what did he say? I know. Oh, I know. Yes. Wow. And I said, OK. And hung up the phone. I tell you no lie. The only reason. I didn't marry that guy before I did is because I had another year of high school. I was wow. born into the same year. Yes. I could have married him that next day. Wow. wow. I could have literally went to the courthouse or the church house yeah. when we woke up because we wake up around 11 after right. those long nights. Yeah. Uh, and it's been that way ever since to the point, And I have to say this. Yeah. That I have be I have been mad at myself yeah. because I could not not love that guy. Wow. I've had moments <laughs> where I wanted to be done. I'm just being real. That's right. I wanted to be done. Yeah. Out the door. And that thing won't go anywhere. Oh, beautiful. I promise beautiful. you, God put it there. Yeah. So yeah. That is so amazing. You asked me that story. Yes. Yeah, it is good to have a little bit of background and it is wonderful. Yeah, it's real. Yeah. It's definitely. real. And and it it I share it, I shared it all through my children's life. You know, yeah. we, we talk about things like that. Yeah. And they see it because I have mm-hmm. four now, four of the six that are married. Yeah. And they see marriage is not easy. Yeah. yeah. Marriage is not for the weak. I keep saying I'm gonna get a shirt that says that. Absolutely. Because usually, yeah. 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 That's a testament to trusting God as well, too, and hearing his voice and acting in obedience and, and yeah. absolutely and how that will yeah. bless you and how it's not always the thing that we want to do or want to hear and, yeah. and the reward that you get for uh, acting in obedience. That's a whole yeah. nother show. We that's, <laughs> that's the next episode. <laughs> I know, right? So, yes, ma'am. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. That was beautiful. Thank you for asking. I mean, even though it was uh, off spot, but I I feel it's relevant because I don't know exactly where our questions will go. Yeah. Per se. But having that in the back of your mind, it may help. It it establishes experience. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It does. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, as I said, today's show is going to be about supporting a man that's in leadership. Mm -hmm. Um, And this was important to me as a wife because, of course, we were created to be a support, right? We're we're, Mm -hmm. we're here to be a help. 
And that I, I always have to clarify because being uh, the help is not necessarily a position of inferiority. You know, um, I feel like it's actually a position of power. You know, we, yeah. it, we're nurturers. We can take anything and make it grow. Right. Mm-hmm. Give us a seed. We can make a garden. Give us the right seed. We can create a human being. <laughs> OK, <laughs> So being a wife is definitely, yes, yes. (laughs) Being a wife is definitely a blessed position, you know, and it's an empowerment. That's right. It's an honor because God has chosen us and he trusted us not only to create life, but also to speak life. And together, you know, we walk out the vision that he made for us. Um, So let's start with the basics. Um, First lady, can we talk about the importance of having a supportive wife? Well, I'd like to answer that question by uh, prefacing it with the fact that I am the daughter of a pastor. Yes. So I had a supportive wife model before me in my mother. Yes. And I can refer to my dad's words about my mother. Yeah. He often spoke of that in the latter years as the ministry had gotten to the point, uh, even where my husband became pastor. And my father would always reference uh, about my mother, how that she didn't put, he say, a straight pin in his way when it came to ministry. And a lot of people don't realize how important that is. Mm. I, I understand firsthand as a wife, as the daughter of uh, parents in ministry and then watching others either close up or even from a distance. Yeah. How it it can make or break a ministry. Mm -hmm. Uh, A a supportive wife can help build that ministry. A non-supportive wife can break it down. Wow. I don't care how great that pastor preach. I don't care how wonderful he leads. People are still in a human suit. Yeah. And if that, that wife is not supporting that vision or is pulling um, in a way that is making the way difficult for the shepherd and the sheep. Yeah, you'll you'll see the damaging effect, and I've seen it. Uh, grateful to God, that's not my story. Mm. Grateful to God, that's not my mother's story. Mm. But I have seen it. Yeah, and uh, but having her as a prime example before me from birth, because I was born into my parents in leadership. Yeah. And um, yes, it it is very important, Leah. Yeah. Um, you can't be selfish. Right. You have to be on uh, pretty much as sacrificing as the man of God himself. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, all, all it takes is for you to pull for yours. Yeah. And he's going to either keep peace at home mm-hmm. and cost him at church mm. or, yeah. And, and and it's it's hard. It's bad to make um, a person's godly assignment difficult for them. Yeah, it's the very opposite of what God had in mind. Yeah, because Scripture talks about when He gave Eve to Adam, He gave Eve to Adam for the sake of His assignment first. Yeah, because a lot of times, my husband and I was actually talking about this the other day. How a lot of times people say um, Adam was lonely. Mm-hmm. He was not. Mm. But he said he God saw that it was not good for him to be alone. Alone, right? You know, alone in his assignment. Mm-hmm. He saw that there was a place for 
a like-minded person, not a giraffe, not a monkey, not a cow, right. but a like-minded person to work alongside him yes. to do the assignment. He right. saw that it was it was it was not good for him to be alone in his assignment. Yeah. He thought that it was good for him to have someone to communicate with, right, to run ideas by, to uh because all of those things show support. Yeah. It's not just you, you know, you making chicken plates, you know, right. while <laughs> preaching in the front. Right. Now, sometimes that pillar talk, you don't even get to talk, uh, you know, I don't know what other people talk about, but yeah. I know a lot of our pillow talk right. is about ministry. Yeah. And you know what? It doesn't feel weird because right. it's where we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. good. That's good. Yeah. Now, yeah. what made me want to do this episode um, was at the time, my husband was the leader of his social club. Um, it's like a brotherhood or a fraternity. And mm-hmm. one of the brothers passed away. Um, And he was a pillar, not only of the group, but he was a pillar of the community. Oh, wow. It was really hard on my husband, you know, because not only does he have to work through his own grief, but, you know, everyone is leaning on him. Right. Mm -hmm. They're they're looking to him to help them through their grief, you know. Um, Yes. And my husband, he has PTSD and death is definitely definitely a trigger for him. Um, mm-hmm. so I knew that with him losing somebody that was so close to him that I would have to be there for him, you know? Uh, yes. So the whole week he's handling business. Um, his phone was constantly ringing, of course, and get to the funeral. And then, you know, he's organizing and directing and everybody's coming to him, asking him questions, wanting to make, you know, wanting him to make decisions. And it was just a lot. And there was a point that I could see that he was having trouble holding it together. And I just stopped him. I said, let's pray. Let me pray. And so we prayed, you know, I prayed with him and I could see that it calmed him down and he was able to go back out there and be who everybody else needed him to be Mm -hmm. in that moment. But it made me think, you know, if you're the one that everybody's leaning on, who do you have to lean on? Oh, (laughs) that's true. Yeah. 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 He he needed me definitely in that moment because Mm -hmm. after everything was done and over, he's left with his thoughts and that, you know, that's where the real work begins after the funeral. Yeah. Um, Yes. And, you know, um, I'm making sure he's eating. Uh, he's taking his medicine, you know, and and trying to yeah. keep him busy so his mind doesn't wander. And, you know, he doesn't dive into that deep depression where he's self-medicating and, you know, not taking care of himself. So, so true. yes, that all goes back to my point about how our role as a wife is definitely important because we're on the front lines with them. You know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Can, can you tell us some ways that we can support our spouse when they're having a hard time, um, especially when they're the ones that everyone leans and depends on? Like, what are some yeah. things that uh, men need from us as a wife? Well, uh, one of the things that I learned early on is that when it comes to effective communication. Not all communication is effective. Right. But when it comes to effective communication with men in general, they hear less is more. Let's put it that way. Yeah. 
I heard somebody, and I always get tickled when I hear this. I heard someone call the Amplified Bible a girl's Bible. Say a girl had to write it because <laughs> it's so it's so wordy. Okay, yes. <laughs> and I thought that was super funny it because funny. <laughs> I am given to conversation uh-huh. and uh, I enjoy uh, speaking. But I've learned I learned early on with my husband that less is more. Wow. So the more concise I could speak. Mm-hmm. the better the conversation would be. Wow. Because they're so visual, they've already went past whatever. You give them two or three words and they've already painted a picture. Yeah. And you're still laying it out with words. Mm-hmm. They're already mm-hmm. at the end of the road waiting on you. Like, what What are you doing? Yeah. You know. <laughs> you got a point. Right. So I learned that in, in, in just regular times, yeah. less is more. So yeah. when it comes to the heavy stress times, even less is better. Wow. Like some of our some of my greatest supportive moments to him, yeah, especially in a crisis, is to make sure that it was more about the ear than the mouth. Wow. Yeah. And, and I'm not a I'm not a, wor- a person without word. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. It's yes. rare. You, you be speechless. It just on that list happen. too. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, but God has taught me how to mute myself. Wow. Just be an ear. Just be an ear because yeah, that's what's more needed. That's what's needed more in those yeah. moments. A lot of times. Yeah. Not what you say, but just being available. To be yeah. a sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We call that uh, the ministry of presence and just yes. being there. Yeah. Just being there. Yeah. I literally had a whole conversation that started with, hey, boo. And I say, huh? And he talked for maybe 20, 30 minutes. Wow. He's like, man, I sure appreciate that. Yeah. I hadn't said anything, but huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So um, I want to talk a little bit about work-life balance um, with both Good. of you being pastors and, <laughs> you know, especially with you being a pastor's wife, we know, you know, you all are always on duty. It's a 24-hour job. <laughs> yeah, you know, right. Yes. You're in high demand and this can take away time from number one, each other, and then also with the kids, um, you know, exactly. when your kids were younger. Um, mm-hmm. What is the key or, you know, the secret to having a healthy work-home balance? Well, for me, um, I took the initiative because, again, a lot, I didn't, I, I used to feel like when I was a kid, um, I used to feel like being a PK was a burden. Yeah. Oh, it had so many I knew all the cons and just say, I didn't see any pros at that time, but as an adult and then being in this seat, one of my biggest pros is the fact that I saw it before I had to do it. Oh, I saw an example. And um, so saying that to say, I sometimes, some things I learned what not to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now you got to know my parents are from a generation different, totally different from mine. Yeah. Um, but I took the initiative to make it, make it my assignment yeah. to the family 
to carve out time. Yeah. And um, it was highly effective. Mm. And the time said it was needed. I remember when um, my husband took the full role of pastoral. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was first assistant pastor and then he became pastor. Right. But my father, of course, was still living and very active in the ministry, but just had turned the pulpit completely over to him. Yeah. And one of the things that we talked about was, Jerry, you've got to make this saddle fit for you because you're the rider now. Right. You're the rider. Yeah. And um, when he came in the ministry, all my family was gone. Mm-hmm. You know, my, all my siblings grown up right. and married and moved away and what have you. Now, I literally, me and one other sister was in the church mm-hmm. when my husband came. So yeah. he didn't know the backstory, but I told him in not just at one point, like this was not a sit down. This was over time. Just me sharing, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, well, even before, even before he even became assistant pastor. Right. I would just share things about my past and my childhood and uh, different things. Well, in sharing all along the way, he began to see what was not visible. Um, He began to see the backstory. Right. And we would converse over time, you know, just like I say, nothing set just in communication about making sure you keep your family your first ministry. Yes. Yeah. And that is a problem. Mm. Honestly, that is a problem far too often. Yeah. That men in ministry, a lot of times, put their family in the same basket and really at the bottom of the basket. Wow. Of the, of the as the ministry. Yeah. Your, your family sitting on the bottom cushioning the ministry. Yeah, the ministry, yep. And yep. that's a problem. Yeah. And we had conscious conversations, very intentional conversations about that. Yeah. When I look at my children, I don't want them to regret yeah. being a pastor's child. Right. Because I knew all too well what that was like. Mm. Now, I don't hold I don't hold it against my father and my mother. Yeah. Because they, they did the best they could with the best they had. Right. I'm convinced of that. Um, but no sense in walking blindly down the same road when you see. Yeah. The scripture says, when you see the light, walk therein. Yeah. So I took it and made it a, 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 a made it my business mm-hmm. to make sure that he saw his family. Yeah. He saw his wife. Beautiful. And he saw, I made it a point. That you see these six children because they're counting on you more right. than the people out there in the congregation. That's right. And another thing, Pastor Porter, is how I would talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> these are the ones that are going to be around your bedside. Yes. Not yeah. brother and sister so-and-so. They're right. going to come and visit you. Yeah. But the bedpan changers. That's right. It's going to be these and me. That's right. So. We had to have that come to Jesus more yeah. than one. Yeah. You understand? And mm-hmm. I thank God that he listened. Yeah. Because he's honored by his children now. Yeah. He still have a voice in his daughter's ears and they're mm-hmm. wrong. 
Yeah. My youngest daughter be 21 on uh, Monday. All right. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the other the other three are yeah. married. Mm-hmm. But they still, he still have a voice in their ear. That's a blessing. You know, it matters what daddy think. But yeah. if he didn't see them when they were four, six, and eight. Right. He wouldn't have that space. Yeah. Yeah. No for the stand. Yeah. So that that is what we did. We I remember one time I did we it was not something that we really could afford to do. Yeah. But I remember I bought a timeshare mm-hmm. uh, years ago. Not something that I would recommend, but I'll yeah. tell you what my motive was. My motive was if we paying for this. Oh, Julia, gonna make sure we use it. Yeah, <laughs> and think I was wrong. I was. Yeah, I was not wrong. I remember one year, it came time our week came up, and the place yeah. was down in Orlando. I think. Yeah, Orlando. Mm-hmm. Honey, we got in our car. Yeah, we had nothing more than gas money mm. for real. Yeah. Really didn't have much more than gas money. Yeah. But we knew when we got to that resort, I told my husband, I said, if we don't go to Disney World or Universal Studios, that doesn't matter. We did right. that last year. Yeah. We get to that resort. And my kids have always been real easy to please. Yeah. Because it was so many of them, they just played with each other. Yeah. Oh, and you throw a pool in there? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, they died and went to heaven, honey. Yes. And so I knew that resort had a pool. Yeah. I'm telling you, Leah, this is true from here to heaven. Yeah. We had just a little more than gas money to get there and back. But I knew our room and board was covered. Yeah. And I stuffed that cooler. Yeah. With food from my freezer and refrigerator. Mm-hmm. And we went and had a week away. Yeah. Now, That's I didn't. Just the rest of the story. It was that important that we got away. Absolutely. And Absolutely. I heard uh, before I heard a minister say he had done a, a marriage seminar. He said, come aside, lest you come apart. Mm. Yeah. 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 I live by that. I live yeah. by that. Yeah, that's why vacation. We just got to get some time for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's why vacations are important to me. I'm I'm big on that because I saw that in my family as well Mm -hmm. um, growing up. So Disney World, that's my thing. (laughs) (laughs) I love Disney. I love um, I'm now getting into Universal, but Mm -hmm. it it was just a thing that we did as a family because we're not worried about the phone ringing. We're not worried about people people dropping by. It's just Mm -hmm. that that thing now we <laughs> my family i'm gonna tell you about my family my family will fuzz the whole time but that's part of the magic <laughs> of, that, of that trip we're gonna fuss everybody's gonna get on everybody else's nerves yeah but um you know that's the dynamics of your right home. right mm-hmm. and it's and it's you know it's in a good way it's not you know yeah it's, it's i know in a bad mean. way yeah but yeah yes. that's d- vacations are definitely one of the things that we make sure we do you know together as a family the kids are grown now Mm-hmm. So they're in this place now where they're planning vacations without us. <laughs> and it's yeah, kind of like, yeah. what? I'm not invited. What do you mean? <laughs> so, but I yeah, right. yeah, it's very important. And, well, what you said, it kind of went into, you know, the next uh, question that I have, you know, one of the okay. things that we really struggled with um, during the time that, you know, I, I was trying to get my vision together for my business. 
um, we struggle with time, my time management, you know, cause mm-hmm. I was so busy and I would be working, you know, I had my nine to five and then mm-hmm. I would come home and start working on my business. And at the end mm-hmm. of the day, there was no time for him. I didn't have yeah. any energy. You know, I gave myself that to was no end to the day. Right. That too. <laughs> you know, I, I gave myself to everybody else and everything else. And at the end of the day, he got nothing. You know, there was mm-hmm. nothing left for him. So, you know, I, I knew that I needed to do my part and manage my time better, you know, and I admit that. Yeah. And I'm I'm glad we're in a place now where we've, you know, I, it's still, a we're still working on it and working yeah. towards it, but we're much better than we were before. Yes, I get that. Leo. Yeah, I yeah, on the other hand of that, you know, I wanted him to understand how important it was for me in, in doing this. And I knew that I was doing what God wanted me to do, you know, and and I guess my question is, how do we come to that place of agreement in unity where we can work together and one doesn't feel neglected or abandoned, you know, by the other? Well, I, one of the, one of the greatest gifts God has given to humans is the ability to co- communicate. Yeah, effective communication is key. Yeah, and sometimes if people can know from the start mm-hmm. what to expect, oh wow, they can ready themselves for it. Yeah. So, case in point, I used to have an event that I did um, that included several churches yeah. uh, throughout the community. And it was, um, it was called Unity in Christ Fellowship Feast. We did it for about 10 years. Okay. And we would um, meet several churches would come together and we would um, do a workshop choir with yeah. several members from each one of the churches have a huge community choir, yeah. had uh, musicians from other churches right. and, uh, on that Saturday, we would meet at the um, city park, and the, it, there was a pavilion there. It was a really wonderful outreach tool yeah. and uh, uniting the ministries, you know, mm-hmm. uniting the people. Mm-hmm. And so we would be out there at the park. It was a very big undertaking, took a lot of people to execute it. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, it was an awesome event. Yeah. But my husband knew that. Coming into that thing, you know, maybe two weeks out from the week of. Mm -hmm. So just say it was in July. Mm -hmm. It was the third, fourth week, third or fourth week in July that we would have it. Right. He just knew after 4th of July, count me out. Yeah. I'm not coming to bed on time. Yeah. Um, you know, if if you get it, you're good. But if not, no, it's expected. We had to have the conversation. Yeah. And we had to have you know, included, well, I, I found it effective because I know uh, as a, as humans, we always work better with a reward in place, right? Right, right. So <laughs> it was understood yeah. that on the hills of this event, yeah, it, it was on a Saturday, Sunday morning, and this was a big deal, believe it or not. Yeah. Sunday morning, we're not going to church. We're going on vacation. We're leaving yeah. Sunday morning. It was a big deal to leave on Sunday. Yes. Because it was almost like, boom, we are back in priority status. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. To say, we're not going to church. We're going. And I was right there with it. That wasn't yeah. my decision. That right. was his decision. Yeah. He said, Julia, you push so hard 
till once you execute, mm-hmm. we're taking that we can't take off Saturday because yeah. I'm too tired to move. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and I got to make sure this church get their chairs back yeah. and this church get their tables back. And yeah. But once all that's in place, Sunday we'll go. I felt rewarded. Yeah. I know that may sound weird, but for him to make me a priority yes. and say, we're not going to church Sunday. Somebody yeah. else is doing it. It pushed me. Yeah. It graced me. Yeah. And and it was the same way with him because and, and my children. Yeah. They knew, boom, this is we're gonna have a good time. Yeah. And we're gonna we're gonna reconnect and we're gonna reignite everything yeah. because everything was spin out. Mm-hmm. So I believe that's how we make sure that we have a balance and don't burn out when we're executing for kingdom yeah. and for ministry. Let the family know what to expect up front. As much as you know, share. Gotcha. And when you share with me, Pastor Porter, I can ready myself. Yeah. For whatever. And I spoke about my event, but there are things that when month of June, you already know. That's Pentecost. Right. Don't even look. I don't even look for nothing. That's that's not (laughs) Yeah. June 1st, until the last, and, and then you just got to get, because you know it's the third week in June that we have mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So the fourth week, you just got to let him breathe. Yeah. So even, you won't even touch nothing. So that's how we, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. We knew once we got through with June, we yeah. got through with July's event, we're getting out of here. Right. And it right. pulled us through. Yeah. So yeah. I believe in communication with the plan. Mm-hmm. Yes, with a plan. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. So what are speaking of communication, what are some of the ways um, that we as as wives or, or even even as husbands, what are some of the ways that we can communicate better to be able to express our needs in a way that they will receive it? Um, I don't think there's so to speak. Of course, you already said it. You said one of the ways. But I think more than dealing with a way Mm -hmm. is to be intentional Mm -hmm. and often. Yeah. See, what what the enemy has mastered. Well, let me just go back. One of the greatest, Holy Spirit made it clear to me that one of the greatest losses that Adam experienced in the fall or after the fall was his ability to communicate. Yes, and what let me show you a very very vivid point. Yeah. Have you ever noticed how we abbreviate what we need to say and we elongate what we really could abbreviate? We could we could an argument can be stretched out to here. Yeah. And a compliment like this. Mm. Oh, you look good. Yeah. I like that dress. Oh, those pants look good on you. Mhm. That's real short. Those are one sentences. Right. What if we made our arguments that short? Wow. And made our compliments the length of our arguments. Yes. That I, part. Yeah. That part. That's so. Funny. Yeah. So that's how I would look at it to say, uh, rather than one of the ways, be intentional and and seek to communicate more effectively. Don't hold it in your head. My husband have said, and I've said it too, <laughs> we'll be getting ready for church or whatever. 
And I know we've all experienced it. You look around, oh, that looks good. Da, 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 da. But I'm saying it in my head. Yeah. I haven't opened my mouth and said it. Right. And then, and it would happen so funny because, yeah. Anyway, he'll say, wow. Like, he will walk past two or three times. Right. Really. Don't you see me? <laughs> yeah, I'm walking. <laughs> then finally, he'll say, uh, uh, what do you think about this tie? You know, just to pull me in. Right. And I was like, Jerry, that's so crazy. I must have been complimenting you in my head. Because <laughs> I thought I told you how good. Yes. <laughs> and that is the truth. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, just, just, just really, you know, really, we need to focus on communicating effectively. Right. Yeah. Because that is the root cause of confusion. Yeah. A lack of or yeah. a miscommunication. Yeah. That's yeah. it. That's it. Yeah. Ooh. So um, these days, uh, you know, many women are in leadership position, you know, as mm-hmm. well, too. Um, women are taking charge in the world, you know. Hey, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. we are the movers and the shakers and the breadwinners now. And because we hold these high positions and we're making the, these decisions out here in the world, we end up bringing some of that home with us sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and for some that causes problems in the relationship where, you know, the man is not able to lead the way he should at home. Um, you know, he's, he's not a part of the financial decisions, or he may not agree with the decisions that she's making. He may feel like less of a man, especially if he's treated like that, you know, like mm-hmm. he's being treated like a child and not a husband. Um, mm-hmm. he could become jealous of her. There's so many issues that can arise. Um, mm-hmm. how can a woman that is empowered in the world still keep her power, but come home and still let her man lead as he's supposed to? If ever I have screamed the words, be intentional, mm. that's the yeah. only way. Yeah. Because empowerment has a way of rolling everywhere. It's like wow. liquid. Yeah, You can be empowered on your job. And if you're not careful, it'll roll into every other aspect of your life. And you just think you run everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I knew a couple that... Uh, had counsel with us Mm -hmm. and the man was just, um, he saw his marriage slipping. They witnessed the slippage. Yeah. But it was almost like, I don't know how to catch it. I don't know how to grab it. What do we do? And what it was, his wife was military. Yeah. And as she just doing her job, of course she climbed in the ranks and she's a sergeant and, you know, got this power. And I don't know how the military worked, mm-hmm. but his words were, I'm not going to be able to do this marriage because she don't know how to leave work at work. Uh, we are not her. Uh, what are they called? Like the underlings, uh, basically. It, uh-huh. yeah, We're not yeah, the like, you know, Those, those yeah. people that you're over. <laughs> right. Home is not her. Uh, platoon or whatever, right. you know, you, 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 and you're not gonna, what you're not gonna do yeah. is talk to me like you're talking to my son. That's right. That's right. And you're not gonna, you know, and he had taken a position of like Mr. Mom, you mm-hmm. understand, mm-hmm. because she was out and, and, and was making it and it was doing what it was doing. Right. He 
took a job that gave him the time to be home with the children. Mm -hmm. So he wasn't making the most that he could make. Yeah. But he wasn't a bum either. That's right. And he was working, but he fitted it around the student, the children's schedule so Mm -hmm. he could be there with them. Yeah. And the, the, the female, the Mm -hmm. wife was away. Yeah. I mean, out on tours, did Desert Storm tours. Wow. And I know that world had its effect. Yeah. So at, at the end of the day, Leah, to me, they both were victims. Yeah. They both were victims because, you know, with her coming and, and then when she would come home, making him feel less than a man. Mm-hmm. Well, there's there's Miss So-and-so on the job. Yeah. It's making him feel like he's more than a man. Yeah, yeah. You understand? And mm. so that's opening cracks for the enemy to get in. Yeah. And at the point where we came in, when they brought us in on the conversation, he was pretty much done. Yeah. He was ready to walk. Yeah. And lead a humble life with Miss... Uh, Miss, Miss so-and-so. <laughs> yeah, so-and-so. Yeah, I ain't gonna call a name. I'll yeah. Call her name. But, yeah. But I was trying to give a tricks and vixen, you know. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. he's ready to just go start it up with her because yeah. at least he was getting the R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Right. And that is important to a man. Yeah. You understand? So yeah. Um, you have to be intentional. And I cannot tell you how important prayer is. Mm. And constant, clear, non-abbreviated communication. Yeah. Because just the positioning of things alone, he had his own demons to fight in his head. Right. You understand? Right. You you missed the mom and your wife out there, Desert Storm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He already had his own demons to fight in his head, right? right. So coming home and just uh you know, it, it took it took work because yeah. there was already a deficit. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It took a conscious effort saying the right thing. So you need to pray before you say, because yeah. God has to fill your mouth with what to say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Let the That's words right. of my mouth yeah. and the meditations of my, my heart, heart be acceptable. Mm-hmm. In your sight. And if they're acceptable in his sight, he has a way of making sure it's acceptable in his sight. Yes. Yeah. That's good. That's good. I strongly recommend that. So so we can't do this thing without God. That's right. That's He's the author of marriage. That was his idea. Yeah. To put two people from different sides of the fence in one house and say, let's work this out. Yeah. That was his idea. I promise you, I wouldn't have came up with that. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> but he's good. If he, if you include him, he'll yeah. make you how smart he really is. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So being now, intentional. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, we got to talk about it. You you bought it up now. Uh, Miss hey. So-and-so and Trixon and Vixen. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, having um, 
Well, let me say this. High powered men are a target. <laughs> okay. True that. Everybody wants to be in the spotlight um, or in charge yeah. or out in the front because they want to be with the man that's like that because there's so many perks that go with it. You know, if they're recognized, you're recognized as well. You get the special treatment and, you know, your arm candy essentially is what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's not necessarily the man, but it's the position that attracts other women. Um, can we right. talk a little bit about dealing with infidelity and, you know, how to deal with other women that come with those types of positions? So. It's always just to stay to be who you need to be to a powerful man. Mm. And powerful is a relative term. We understand that. You understand? Uh, and powerful is in the eyes of those who are looking at it. Right. Okay. Right. Some people may consider how do you deal with um, that person mm-hmm. uh, that could be a part or, or that so to speak, bring about this this infidelity issue. First of right. all, don't do the person. Okay. I'm not married to the person. Yeah. I'm not married to that other woman. I'm so married to that man. Right. It's not about her. Right. Not about her. Mm-hmm. not about her at all. Um, you have to secure. You know how we talk about secure the bag, get mm-hmm. the bag. Right. Start there. Yeah. Making sure that you are all that God has called you to be Mm. to this man. Now, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. Mm -hmm. I don't care how good you may be. Mm -hmm. And who grades your paper and give you an A or an E. Mm -hmm. Some things. You as a wife may not have any control over. Yeah. You can be ever so perfect or you can be ever so uh, wayward. Yeah. Use that word. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's that man and what he considers to be important or not. Mm. Yeah. What I've learned over the years of counseling and having people share what I've learned is that what you don't intentionally, girl, if, if we don't leave with any other word, I wish I could have it in a banner behind me. <laughs> Intention. Intentional is, is the word. For yes. The day. Yeah. Boys and girls, our word for the day is intentional. Yes. Okay. <laughs> if we're not intentional yeah. about valuing who, what, who and what God gives to us, mm-hmm. if we're not intentional about valuing it, it will not be hard for the enemy to cause us to devalue it. Wow. If you're not complimenting, it's not hard for you to start complaining. Mm. Yeah. That's good. That's why I say you have to step to the plate every day to win. Yes. Daily, every day. Daily. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, now I'm, this is going to hit you. Mm. 
I don't know who as <laughs> I hear people say it all the time. I don't know who need to hear this, but I need them to listen. Yes. The Holy Spirit said this to me. Mm-hmm. He said, Julia, the reason a lot of preachers, you know, a lot of preachers become intoxicated with their ministry. Mm-hmm. Because it's the highest position they've ever had in their life. Mm. It's the most influence they've ever had in their life. Wow. He began to show me how there are men of God, well-intending, God is using, but they never had a voice. Mm. Not even on Little League baseball team. They weren't heard then. Yeah. They were. Uh, no, nobody listened to them. Mm. They were a baby of the family. They were, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And then Holy Spirit take, and, and he likened it to in the scripture, he takes a Gideon. Mm. Gideon's words were, my dad's tribe is the least, and I'm the least in my father's house. Yeah, I'm the lowest of the low. Yeah. G- yeah. Mm. Now you take a Gideon mm. and you put him in a place of power and authority. Right. Mm. Baby, he gonna have to be hard at it to not yeah. get drunk with it. Yeah, that's good. He gonna have to get hard at it for people to come and say, Pastor, what you need me to do? Mm. And for him not to get swollen in the head yeah. and lose himself in mm-hmm. his consciousness of what really matters. Yeah. Mm. This is why we need to pray for our leaders. Yeah. Because this is the story of more ministers and leaders than we can even believe. Wow. Mm. You look at them, you see they come from a hard life. Mm-hmm. Ain't, ain't no charming face. Mm. Ain't no, you know, I'm just talking about it now. Yeah. You was, you was not the first pick on the list for the football team. Mm. You were not the one that all the girls wanted to go out with. Mm-hmm. And then Holy Spirit take you and put you in a position mm. where now you've got status. Oof. And now you've got somebody looking at you with desire. Mm-hmm. You ain't even used to that. Mm-hmm. Do you hear wow. what I'm saying? Yeah. Listen, you got to get the backstory. Yeah. Before we just look at. Mm-hmm. See, that's why I say, don't worry about Sister Vixen Trixon. Yeah. Because whatever it is, she's going to do what she's going to do from yeah. one place to the next, just like Proverbs said. Mm-hmm. Don't, from one place to the next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one thing about that spirit, you can't attach it to a person. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Because, baby, mm-hmm. it can come uh, this way today yeah. and another way tomorrow. That's right. But the scripture tells us to be sober. Yeah. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. You need your sober mind. Yeah. I pray for leaders. Mm -hmm. God gave me a dream one time where it looked like Obama came to Mobile as my personal guest. And I was responsible for him. Yeah. But when he came, he came by himself. Mm. And I knew people. He was downtown and I knew people were starting to recognize. Yeah. I said, well, where are the men in black? You know, yeah. I mean, where, where, where are your folks at? Right. Folks at? And he said, I don't have no folks. Wow. And I had to do what I could to protect that man. Mm. Yeah. 
And when I woke up, Holy Spirit say, who you think got, who you think are covered, they ain't covered They're like not. you think. Wow. You think because they got a mega church that they got a mega prayer ministry that's keeping them covered? No, ma'am. No, ma'am. Wow. Cover my leaders, Julia. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. So again, how you deal with that, you deal from within. Mm -hmm. You are an army of one. Mm -hmm. You have everything you need to succeed. You start by making sure that you are doing your part. But again, if you've got somebody that's intoxicated with their position and their power, Mm. only God can wake them up. That's it. That's it. That's yeah. another um another point of uh, that a wife can pray, you know, for mm-hmm. her husband. That's something else to pray mm-hmm. for, definitely. That's a prayer yes. for his heart. And that's exactly what you're saying. Yes. Prayer for his heart and not keep him so circumstance. Yes. Right. Oh, this is beautiful. Whew. First lady, this is so good. <laughs> this is I'm so good. You. you know, we are just about out of time. Um, yeah. And this is so this can go on forever. <laughs> we definitely need to okay. have you back on because again. It is such a needed subject. Absolutely. I see what you know how we said in the beginning. Yeah. I didn't know what was in store, but I knew yes. with the I, mama said you got to read more than book. Yeah. I knew when I saw all these hurdles we were crossing. Yes. I said, God's got something he want to say today. Absolutely. He spoke. He's spoke yes. today. You know, I, yes, I definitely appreciate you, you being Thank there. You. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. So where's my yes. tambourine? That's what I feel like right now. I hear organs and my tambourine is missing. I'm going to have me a tambourine here. <laughs> I do have one last question for you. Um, okay. I guess just to round it all out. Um, what is the key? You know, no matter what the circumstance, what is the key to building a strong relationship that will last? Oh, girl, why you keep making me say it? You got to communicate. Because <laughs> yeah. see, here's the thing. And Leah, I, 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 I'm glad that you're making me say it because yeah. I want it to be repeated. Yeah. You've got to be intentional. Yeah. And you've got to communicate. Yeah. Why do you have to be intentional? Because anything that you're lack, the Lord said to me one time, he said, casualness leads to casualties. Yeah. Woo. Say that again. That is good. Casualness. Just being casual. Just, yes. just laid back. Easy come, easy go. Mm. Leads to casualties. My God. That's you good. cannot handle what God consider a treasure yeah. like it's trash. Mm. You can't treat a gold ring like it's an autumn leaf. Mm. No, ma'am. Yeah. When autumn come, you got leaves everywhere. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. But you don't get this ring everywhere. That's right. <laughs> it's a difference. Yeah. It's a difference. Yeah. You don't take off your reel to put on costume. That's right. At the risk of losing it. Come mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. So. How do we, how do we, we do this thing by being intentional and being creative. Now, the communication, I talked Uh about the intentional. Yeah. The communication is important because our needs change every so often. I read somewhere where it says every seven years, your appetites change. Yeah, we're a new person. We're married 35 years. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should have had at least five serious come to Jesus testimonies, updating data. 
Yes. <laughs> at least. Yeah. If it should be done every seven years, we should have had at least, hey, what, what, you know. Yeah. Keep up with me. Yeah. I keep up with you. Right. You may not be able to articulate what's different. Mm-hmm. But if I'm studying you intentional. Yeah. If I'm watching you, I can see. You know, Jerry used to, <clears throat> Jerry used to love potatoes. You could hmm. mash it. You could uh, uh, bake them, potato chips. Yeah. <laughs> he told me that the dentist told, told him, say, you eat a lot of potato chips. I said, oh, my goodness. How can the dentist tell that? Oh. Yeah, but he was on some way <laughs> able to tell. Okay. Yeah. But now he's into rice. Mm-hmm. But I, I couldn't go and interview him. Yeah. I had to study him. I said, yo, yo Jerry, you want potatoes or rice? Oh, I, oh, Julie, I love rice. Do you know I love rice? Yeah. I got the memo. Yeah. But I had to really fit, really get into it and say, oh, this dude's taste has really changed. You got to switch with him. Yeah. Exactly. Right. His uh, physical touch mm-hmm. is a big deal to him. Yeah. It's heightened now. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I know I get tired. Of t- I don't know, you know, but no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if I'm going to win, yeah. I got to study and follow through. That's right. You understand what it's I'm saying? Study. So, That's the key word. Yeah. Yeah. Study. And, and follow through. Don't get mm-hmm. your information. Yeah. And, and and throw it down, work right. with it. Yeah. Work with it. Be more vocal. Yeah. If somebody, now look, I may be studying you, mm-hmm. but you know, he's a preacher now, so he still may be studying the church mm-hmm. a little more. Mm-hmm. So guess what? I got a mouth. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say, I should have to tell you this. Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I want you to get it right. I'm going to tell you the answers to the test because I want you to make an A. That's right. But now I'm going to tell you, but you got to pick up what I'm putting down. To. Yeah, exactly. We got to be willing to help. We got to be willing to stretch. We got to be yeah. willing to do whatever we need to do to make this thing work. Right. I told you marriage wasn't for the week. Mm-hmm. If it was easy, anybody could do it. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And the longer you go in it, yeah, you don't get those merit badges for nothing. Right. I'm talking about being happy now. I ain't talking about roommates. Right. And uh tomb partners. No. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna be happy and we're gonna be gone. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And I say that, <laughs> I say that with a disclaimer. Yeah. It's not about my happiness. That's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. My happiness, Jesus said, uh, it's my meat or my pleasure to do the will of God. Yeah. I told you from the beginning, he didn't tell me uh to tell him I'll be your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Or we could date. He said, tell him you decided to obey God. Obey God. Yes. And if ever a word has come to pass in my life. Yes. That's it. So Ooh. I know that's it. So my happiness is not you doing, yeah. but me doing what please him. Then he does what please me. Yes. Mm-hmm. No, no pressure on you. Pressure on the promise. Woo. This thing is for him here and God. Before yes. you ever came in the picture. Yes. And it should be the same way on his side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we didn't have church today. <laughs> well, I feel mighty good. I feel, mighty I good. feel great. <laughs> First lady, I, 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 you know, Liv, yeah. 
I love talking about God and I yeah. love talking about my husband. Yeah. He's an amazing man. Um, I love his love languages. Yeah. You know, he 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 he's a servant at heart. Yeah. Genuine. Genuine. Yeah. No stress. You right. understand? And I thank God for the man of God. I honor yeah. him. I honor him. I yeah. thank God for him being the father of all my children. Yeah. That is so important to me because yeah. here we are. Yeah. And what he does for me, he the other day, uh, Valentine's Day, he brought me and my children something. I used to do that when they were little in school. I would go yeah. to Dollar Tree. And when they would come home from school, I have all of this Dollar Tree stuff. Right. And ooh, they'd be happy for days. So they got more candy. <laughs> more they candy. Got more candy. I wasn't a candy giver, but I yeah. did it on that day. Right. Well, he did that, and it's been a while since yeah. he had done that. Uh-huh. And I just thought, man, you still got it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's I like that guy. I still like him. Yeah. Yes. That uh-huh. is beautiful. Well, first thank lady, you. I want to thank you so much for being on the show today. This was such a blessing. And much. I appreciate appreciate you taking a, uh, the time out to hang with us today and impart all the wisdom that you gave us. And the word for today is what? Intentional. intentional. Be intentional. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, sister. And I will be happy anytime. I remember when, when I read, I because all I thought about was the PTSD. And, yeah. You know, and I used to associate that with just military, but I learned better. Absolutely. <laughs> but Absolutely. I was I was over there reading and I was thinking, because you know how your mind go ahead of? Yes. And I was like, okay. And then you came to yes. wives or spouses of persons in leadership. That's okay, it. Lord, thank you for giving me a place. Yeah, and I'm so happy you called me. Thank you so Absolutely. much. Absolutely, thank you. Yeah. Well, you guys, that is my time for today. I want to thank you for joining us. Be sure to join us next week for another amazing conversation. Until then, I want you to be encouraged, be empowered, and be blessed. Peace, y'all.